the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Hey pod people, Engineer Adam here, jumping in for a quick second to let you know about the brand new all-in-one platform for all of you creative podcasters out there. Anchor makes it easier than ever to make a podcast. It's free to use and has all the creation tools you need to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Plus, Anchor will get your podcast set up on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. Even better, Anchor helps you connect with sponsors, even if you're just starting out. It's the perfect choice for podcasters, so make sure to check it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Back to the show. The Opus, an exploration of legendary records and their ongoing legacy. Not just the history, but how this music continues to evolve, shaping lives, shaking rafters, and ingraining itself into our culture. We're opening the vault on a recent classic records re-release, delving into its inner workings and lasting impact. Maybe you're a longtime fan who wants to go deeper. Maybe you're a first-time listener and you're curious to hear more. Either way, you're in the right place. Find us at Consequence of Sound, iTunes, or wherever you tune into podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, all you beautiful pod people out there. This is Engineer Adam. Uh, on behalf of host Lior Phillips, this is This Must Be the Gig, your backstage pass to the world of live music. I'm the one talking to you right now because Lior had so many interviews at Iceland Airwaves this past week that she has downright lost her voice. You know, it's a, it's a peril of the trade, I suppose. You talk to so many people, you get out there, you interview, you chat, and your voice just gets all out from under you, and you wind up having to write down your requests for hot tea with lemon instead of saying it out loud. Uh, but anyway, each week, This Must Be The Gig brings you fascinating conversations from the heart of live music, and this week is no different. Lior is reporting to you live from Iceland Airwaves, the 20th anniversary of that incredible festival. Lior was especially bummed to not be able to introduce this episode herself because, frankly, she loves Iceland, she loves Iceland Airwaves, she loves Reykjavik, and she loves the guest this week. That's right, it is two of the members of the incredible live band Superorganism. She wrote down a message to tell everyone that this is one of the most fun fascinating interviews she's done 
in her career, which is a storied one. So of course that should let you know that this is going to be a good one. Lior chatted with Orno and Soul just before their Sublime Festival set, all huddled around our mobile podcast base. It's a really amazing conversation. The members of the UK-based act dig into the differences between living together after uniting around the world over the internet, having coffee with Stephen Malkmus, Orno's potential babysitting gig for the Pavement Founders' kids, their mutual love of Utrecht in the Netherlands, and the potential of Orno spending next year in college instead of on the road. Oh, and also, in case we forget, the night she got a much-needed pep talk from Nardwar, the human serviette. Our hero. Everyone's hero. The hero we deserve. This is just the first of many chats coming in the next few weeks from Iceland. Lior spoke with visiting acts, but also some of the most exciting acts in the Iceland music scene. So get excited, get ready for more Iceland in your near future, and then hey, get out there and go visit. Once you've heard the entire thrilling chat this week, leave us a note about it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at TMBTGpod. And better yet, leave a best concert experience as a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll shout you out right here on the show. But let us not be distracted from this week's chat. This is Lior, Orono, and Soul. Enjoy! You said two o'clock ish. ish. Was it earlier? So do you get any other time? Like, do you, can you explore? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Today is not an example. It is yes. an example of a day that we don't get enough time because of soundcheck was very quick after we landed. Yeah. And then, but then today there was like hardly any crew because they were like at a funeral or something. Oh, yes, your your tour manager told me that. So we couldn't actually soundcheck. So then we're oh, like no. sitting around, but then we <laughs> could be exploring. Yeah. But the, on the other hand, it's really rainy and cold. So a lot of times it's like, oh, well, I'd like to, what do but you it's, do? A bit, yeah. it's a bit too cold out there. Uh, but some people are quite intense about exploring. They're like, if I'm going to a new country, I'm going to see everything. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes it's not possible, if you, especially... You guys tour a lot, mm. so mm-hmm. you can't really have as much control over your schedule. Mm-hmm. But do you at least, are you leaving tonight or something? Or do you at least get tomorrow a bit of tomorrow? morning at like 4 or 5 a.m. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, but, this, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not one to be like, I'm in a new place. So I'm <laughs> yes. Because I'm really lazy. But yeah. Then, an example... <laughs> Uh, I'm giggling because you know, I feel the same. Expo- yeah, I know. And it's like nothing, especially not to diss Europe, but like... Diss it's Europe. Qu- it's quite <laughs> similar, all of it. And so I'm like, well... Some, it, yeah. You know, yeah. it just seems like... I mean, I've never been here before, so this is really interesting. Yeah, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, it just has a similar vibe. But then, so that also kind of... Makes me like, I mean, I've seen it before. I've kind of been here-ish, so I don't feel the need to go out and explore or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But then a few days ago, we were in Utrecht for like three nights or two nights. I know. And then we actually... Wait, you didn't... Oh, no, you couldn't have been playing. There's like a festival I go to every year called oh, Le Guess Who really? in, in Utrecht, but it's That's happening so cool. this time now. Oh. How beautiful is Utrecht? It was so nice. And, so like, cool. we had the pleasure of, like, staying there for a few days, and we were just hanging out, and 
we really enjoyed it, and we were all like, Holland is amazing, we're going to yeah. be here next year. Because Utrecht is like more chill Amsterdam, yeah, and I really enjoy that. It, totally, that's like literally Amsterdam's how I explain it. overwhelming, and there's <laughs> yes. so many tourists. So it's beautiful, and then, right? Yeah. So yeah. Like, well, but then Utrecht, it has all the beauty of Amsterdam, mm-hmm. but way chill. Yeah. And yeah, but then it nice got me, me thinking, like, if I were to explore all these cities, maybe I would enjoy more. I know, of them. but then I think don't feel bad. A special <laughs> thing about Utrecht that I'm pretty. There really is. About. I love that you mentioned it because I I try mention Utrecht at least like every second, every two, every two yeah. episodes mm. because there is a festival, and I know I'm like cheating because I'm at another festival, mm-hmm. but they know. I usually come to this festival every mm-hmm. year and then go straight to Utrecht. It's a three-hour wow. flight, okay. and it's that festival is mm-hmm. one of my favorite festivals mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. It's called. I bet it's amazing. It, 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 it's. It's it's called Le Guess Who, and basically it's the same setup. It's in venues around Utrecht, but it's music that you never you 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 would never even imagine Mm -hmm. to hear. Like Johnny Greenwood's Mm -hmm. band Janun, which is like a collaboration with all Turkish musicians. They were playing, and then Boningen played their like first ever show, one of their first ones years ago there. Mm -hmm. So it's more for people who aren't wanting to sing back lyrics. Mm It's yeah. more discovery-based yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You should really try play that festival. Yeah. That's really cool. I'll put your manager in touch. Yeah. They're Please amazing. Do. That'd be cool. Yeah. Utrecht is great. Yeah. Let's go back. I know. Yeah. Wait, where are you from? You sound like me. <laughs> kind uh, of. I grew up in New Zealand. Okay. Like a lot of the people, but I've been living in England. In England. Yeah, a little bit of a... Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't know why this happened, but it's it kind of comes out comes, comes How out long have British. you lived in England? I lived there... Uh, Gone off for three years now. Okay, but maybe no, it's not long. There's a lot of a lot of new people from New Zealand in London, Mm. though. I even lived with one when I was living in London. Yeah, Yeah. that's interesting. But I was saying we sound similar because everyone always tells me I sound like I'm from Australia or New Zealand, Mm. (laughs) and I'm not. Yeah, I never had a. I mean, I don't know. My it's like it comes out more sometimes. Comes out more. Yes. And sometimes it comes out less. I hope that this is the vessel. Yeah. Let it out. Yeah, hopefully I can get more New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, where I'm from in South Africa, it's kind of a funny joke. Everybody always thinks we're either Australian or British. So I kind of sound like a bit like a drunk Australian slash British. <laughs> but yeah. do people ask you often, like, where are you from? Or do, do they just assume? Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're like, oh, you're from New Zealand. Yeah. Or sometimes, oh, you have an English thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think when <laughs> where do you when feel where you're from? Like, what's home? I feel New Zealand is definitely is home. home. Yeah. But, uh, I haven't been there in a while. Do no. you miss it? Yeah, yeah. But it's always like in my heart, as they yeah. say. Yeah. You know, I can always just close my eyes and be like, yeah. wow, that was a really cool place to grow up. But I'm kind of excited to be out of yeah. anywhere and just kind of seeing the world. And I like to go back to Korea, where I'm sort of my ancestry is from. Yeah. So, yeah, home is where the heart is. I say, you know, right? So <laughs> I mean, it's very true. But sometimes you just miss home, and you're like, "Fuck, my heart's here. It's physically here. It's not there. I want to yeah. go back." Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's strange. Yeah. I live in Chicago now, so I'm yeah, like in a weird limbo. Mm. Uh, like America, strange. Chicago's Can't nice say that on this because this is an American. We've been there way too many. We've been in Chicago. Have right you? There. It's pretty cool there. Guys, what? I love Chicago. It's I'm great. loving living there. It's but it's, it is still America, though. So you still feel like the bit of the pressure. 
and the culture is very different. Mm. But where did you grow up? Do you mind me asking that question? I, I know you. I uh, grew up in Japan. Okay. And I moved out by myself when I was fourteen to America. Wow. Yeah. Where in Japan? But that was my decision. Uh, okay. Like okay. Uh, the suburbs of Tokyo, basically, like an hour-ish away from wow. like, Shibuya. What's around. the last time you went back home? Or wait, that's not home. Maybe no. is that home for uh, you? N- kind of. Yeah. I mean, all my family's there, but uh, I never really liked Japan ever. Uh, you just didn't feel connected. No. That's so. It's really that's, weird. It's not weird at all. I don't find that weird. I find okay. it really that's wonderful. Good. Actually, yeah, okay. I never felt like I feel South African at heart, but I mm-hmm. never. I just knew I wasn't gonna live there. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you live now? Also London? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I moved there almost like a year ago. Does the whole band live in London now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes it easier, obviously, because I have read some of the origin stories, mm-hmm. thankfully, mm-hmm. to all the people mm-hmm. who have asked you those silly mm-hmm. questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like your whole kind of claim to fame was really that you were living in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I think my... What I'm wondering is how it's been now being in each other's company and physically feeling that creativity. Mm-hmm. Has it made any difference or do you find it's it's really elevated your creative uh, journey? I think what I'd like to say is being around creative people, I think quite a few of us maybe had like a competitive streak or something. <laughs> yes. I, feel, not, I don't mean that in like a no. bitchy way. Yeah. But I feel like um, yeah. constantly being around creative people and without words, you urge each other on by just doing lots of stuff. So I feel like when everyone's doing lots of stuff, yeah. you don't even, you're not even talking, you're just being creative and that's urging each other on. So I think physically seeing that mm. is definitely having an effect on people, I think, that everyone's like... Oh, I want to. I want to do the best stuff. And yeah, I'm, oh, he's, he's working hard, so I'm gonna work <laughs> hard. So I don't like that. You don't like that? No. What? Oh, okay. the, you don't like the pressure? No. That's why I think it works better when we're at home because yes. I hate like doing stuff in front of people because I always fuck up and I'm like, yeah, because you're being Let watched. me just get it right. It's gonna take me an hour, <laughs> but I can get it right. And like you know, I'm very, I'm very much a perfectionist, as I call it. So. I take a very long time, and I hate other people watching me while I'm doing And monitoring it. that time. Yeah, because it's very personal to me, and so I prefer to be at home with everyone else, even though that mm. is a bit of a pressure. I can at least go to my own room and then do my own thing, and then at the end of the day, we could, like, share stuff, whereas, mm. like, being on tour and being on a bus together all the time, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, because sometimes I can find it intimidating and, like, kind of pressured. But that makes sense. I think Mm. if you didn't, I think there's that old adage that like people are always when they're creative, they like want to hold themselves away like Mm -hmm. a squirrel does and Mm. like not see anybody (laughs) just be in this hole. And I find like sometimes I write in the dark Mm -hmm. because I don't want anyone watching, even Mm -hmm. though like the door's closed, Mm -hmm. my husband's in the other room, Mm -hmm. my dog's barking. Mm -hmm. I still don't want anyone around me. Mm -hmm. But I I like that it's so close to you. That you feel anything could maybe rupture it or cripple it. I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. It's a very fragile yeah. thing. Yeah. Do you feel like you've always been that way towards your music and your art? Or do you yeah. feel like it's just a... Me personally, yeah, definitely. Like, I hated 
uh, first of all, also, like, I hate people telling me what to do just in general, <laughs> just in especially general. when it comes to art, because it's something that I actually really enjoy doing, and yes. people telling me how to do it, and, like, when to do it, yeah. and stuff like that really gets on my nerves, and I'm not saying that people are telling me what to what do, to do. And stuff like that, but right. it kind of, uh, it's also in my head telling myself, like, I should be doing this, it's like, it's, it's too all much, fucking, you know, like a mind fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I grew up hating art class because I didn't like some, the teachers. Yeah, and them totally. Me what to do. Um, <laughs> totally. And then I met a really amazing uh, art teacher in high school after I moved to the states, and she, her way of teaching was that like she would teach us all the techniques and be like, hey, okay, now do whatever you want with it. And oh, I thought that was amazing. so cool. And I still didn't really like working in art class. I would. Stay after school, like, <laughs> yeah. five hours um, alone in the art room for, like, just hours on end, like, yeah. every single day working on, like, and I would, like, at one point, I turned in, like, an artwork, like, months after the deadline, and she still accepted it, even though I got, like, a, a grade, <laughs> but it was still yeah. good, um, and yeah. So then, how do you feel, then, about the pressure, not pressure, mm-hmm. because I don't, feel that you feel that Mm -hmm. maybe that's just me Mm -hmm. speaking out of turn Mm -hmm. but there is a cycle to what you're doing Mm -hmm. so you know like you write the album the album comes out then people listen to the album then you tour Mm. or it could go you know write the album tour it then you know Mm -hmm. release it Mm -hmm. how do you do you feel that the structure the traditional structure of how the music industry works do you feel okay with how it is at the moment? Well, I think it's becoming more and more flexible Mm. in a lot of ways, and so I think that's kind of confusing because growing up I would see all these bands like Vampire Weekend and MGMT, and (laughs) I would, like, study how, you know, oh, so they released this then, and then they went on tour for... You're right. And then I'm like, so that's the way to do it, but then, you know, we're talking about the next album and, like, touring next year maybe, and, you know, I'm learning that... It is still, like, kind of, there's a certain rigidness to it, but there's also flexibility in it in a lot of ways. Um, So I think I'm just, like, trying to, we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, because we we want it to be comfortable and, like, an enjoyable experience. And I think that this is an age where you're allowed to feel that way as well, (laughs) right? Well, at least from from Mm. my side of things. Um, I think that a lot of people think that, like studio time is not a thing anymore like mm-hmm. people have studios in their homes or use their friends mm-hmm. studios mm-hmm. you know there's years ago when I spoke to bands they were like we only had 10 hours because the studio is so expensive <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. can you imagine only getting given told you have to have 10 hours and then being only given 10 hours I want to do music uh, yeah way. I, I'm only doing music because of the way music that is you being do. made now right like, you know how I consume music as a kid I think it's so much more accessible now I wait think. so you mentioned Vampire Week and MGMT yeah. so did you see them live and yeah in they concert? were like my favorite bands when I was 13 what? yeah I saw them to, they were playing to nobody they really? were like at a second stage at a festival yeah. called Rock Vechter, which mm-hmm. is in Belgium I don't know if you've played that or th- heard not it it's very one. large we played Puckle Pop that's which cool is pretty similar. that's not bad like, mm-hmm. it's big though right it's very big yeah and not the biggest w- so that one's a bit bigger, bigger. Okay. yeah you like pop. cycle places that's how far away wow. the stages okay. are yeah mm-hmm. and they and nobody everybody was like who the hell is this band mm-hmm. like screaming and throwing their toys you know Whoa. thinking because people sometimes at those festivals don't like not knowing mm-hmm. which is extreme yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a decade old mm-hmm. I, I, th- I don't think people are like that now <laughs> mm-hmm. um 
But that's so wonderful. That, so you've seen them touring and everything. You've seen them live. Um, I mean, I only saw MGMT, like, recently because we played a few festivals together. Um, but Vampire Weekend I've seen, like, a few times. What do you love about that band? Like, seeing them? I mean, to me it was more about the music, I think, and, like, yeah. how they were able to have a very, like, you know, an actual career out of, like, music. And I don't... Yeah. I know, it's a strange question. I just always am interested, not not as such, because those years, mm-hmm. the 13, 12, 13, those are like the golden years. Yeah, you like yeah, yeah. Figure Because th- I still love the shit that I liked mm-hmm. when I was 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. And my brain was like oh, bubbling. Because yeah, 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 yeah. that's when you figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Did you find that when you moved? Because you said you moved 14. No, so did yeah. you, was that just on the radio? or No, the way I found their music was pretty weird because I had like an iPod touch that I used to play garage no not garage band <laughs> guitar hero yes. on and cousins was one of the free songs that you could play and the whole time I played it for like three years or something so I, I've been listening to vampire yeah. for a long time I'd say um but then um I never looked into who they were or anything but it was like my favorite song to play um, and then one day I decided to go to YouTube and find the music video for it. For some reason, I thought they were like a weird band from the 80s or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I did not yeah, know you didn't a lot do any about music. music. No. Yeah. But, um, and I watched the video and I was like, this is great. This is so cool. And then I started watching all of their music videos yeah. and listening to everything. And it was just very intriguing. And it wasn't, it was like unlike anything that I've heard before that. So, yeah. Like bands at that time, when you discover them, yeah. they give you a certain feeling yeah. and excitement mm-hmm. that lingers, as you say, it lingers with you forever. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's like, it kind of like switches you, right? And it does. It gives you this creative like spark. And, and I feel like with those bands at, at that age, um, I'm still utilizing that energy I got yeah. from that. So, you know, we're, there's still... Because it's music, it's you discovering... Like, I feel like I never... I haven't actually said this out loud before, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to articulate my words, but mm-hmm. I feel like I never knew how to feel when I was younger because I was so, like, chaotic teen, like, all, always sad and mm-hmm. all happy, mm-hmm. either, you know, either yeah. or. And I feel like I didn't know how to feel, but when I listened to music, I, that was how I felt. Mm. Does that... Yeah, Does that make sense? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the artists, like, they, they appear to know. They, and then or the melody or something about yeah. it, allow, like, it allowed me to feel uplifting mm-hmm. or it allowed me to feel sad. Like, even just listening to, like, Lauren Hill or... Mm-hmm. Who, I'm just trying to think the CD collection. Like, Spice mm-hmm. Girls. Mm-hmm. Like, all this... Yeah. I, I'm born in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. But, so you know, like, there was a lot of things that I heard Massive Attack in the 90s still can't shake them off mm-hmm. that I don't... I don't think I knew how I felt. I think that I only figured out mm-hmm. how I felt when I listened to the songs, mm-hmm. which is why it sticks to you, because then you form, you're formulating emotions as well, which is really quite crazy. Yeah, definitely. And it's like soundtracking moments. And yeah, I mean, because I got really into like psychedelic music, which is like oh, a weird did? thing, because that, that's like a whole number <laughs> thing of like yeah. wanting to kind of... Like denouncing reality yeah. and, and just going, and li- I'm escaping. living in a fantasy. <laughs> and I feel like that's, I can't shake that off. I'm still sort of, um, yeah, looking for the the fantasy in life. And I think, I mean, that's a good thing to take from it. And I suppose as long as you're like not taking 
Must have LSD. Loads of drugs. I was like, it's a psychedelic drugs. I mean, no, I mean, the, but the thing is, it starts off that way, that. but then yeah. you kind of discover, oh, well, that's not the answer pretty quickly. There's layers. And that music then there's is other complex. ways to kind of transcend reality. Absolutely. But I think just doing music and for us, like touring, that's kind of this fantastical mm. world that we're living in. And regardless, I mean, day yeah. by day, there's like the, the, the mundane things, but, you know, we need to talk about things like this. This is special. <laughs> I mean, this is, and there's an, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway. No, you do. You Like, I'm on... Yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah, sorry. I think... No, don't apologize. I always say sorry and shame. Shame mm-hmm. is like a South African thing. We always say, like, oh, shame. If mm-hmm. Even if it's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. not like you shaming someone. Sure. Um, you just, like... Always, I don't know why. Yeah. It's like you have to verbally... Like, you have to verbally say stuff. Like, I always say, yeah. It's like my verbal nod. Mm-hmm. Nobody's... True. It's like you're going... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like you're nodding verbally. Yeah. And I love that. Like... People, people on like NPR podcasts apparently don't do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we do. <laughs> Weird. Um, but so what was the first show then that you saw? I know this may be a strange question, but maybe not the first show that you saw, but maybe the most memorable show. Um, one that you felt mm-hmm. like you want to talk about now, I suppose. Yeah. Memorable enough to, to single out. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Well, I I think (laughs) I... You can have a moment to think if you want. No, I have two shows that are very memorable. One was when I was five years old and I went to see Weezer. Um, At five? Yeah, they were my favorite band and my dad showed me their music and they were like my favorite. Um, That's amazing. So my dad took me. Is your dad in music as well? No, I mean, he's trying. He doesn't really do music, so he's trying to like do the... business side of things okay um he's trying anyway um (laughs) yeah weezer crazy i was in the balcony and i was like holding onto the bars like (laughs) staring at rivers because i'd never really been to any concerts before that so i was like this is insane like it's so loud in here so loud and that's that's my idol rivers cuomo rocking out on that guitar <laughs> and i swear to god at one point he like pointed at me oh yeah and i was he like knew. oh my god he's pointing at me holy shit oh, and no, you must have i was like so i want to do that five. it was fucking crazy and then um the second one would be vampire weekend uh when i saw them when i was uh, 13 years old and that was i went like with by myself, kind of. Yeah. I was with uh, my best friend and her mom, but I wasn't with my parents or anything. It was, like, a gig that I chose to go, and, like, you know, I begged my parents to yeah. let me go and stuff. And, yeah, that was just... I was in the very front row, and I was, like, moshing, and, like, it was There's really something crazy. special about the front row. I yeah. have to say, like, people diss it all the time, and they really, yeah. like, hate the front row. I fucking love the front it's row. It's great. I don't yeah. go to enough... Uh, front rows anymore well, but yeah that's hard it is hard to go a bit earlier and also I, mean, I, I, I can't be in the middle because i won't be able to see anything yeah. so either i'm in the you very side front yeah or i'm in the very back or like the balcony the or balcony so looking down yeah i never want to be in the middle the, well you can't ever well the sound is also <laughs> usually in the middle yeah my husband's like six foot seven, mm-hmm. so he gets like kicked, like people kick him mm. if he's standing, and he's so shy, so he won't Aww. say anything. So he stands like a pillar, <laughs> and sometimes people think he is, and they like lean on him. Oh, that's so But nice. it's hard, like it especially going to shows now. I find mm-hmm. that like I don't know if people are more fanatical because they have more information, mm-hmm. but especially at your mm-hmm. shows, people go crazy, like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but do you feel like the scope of like people and audience and artist connection do you feel like that shifted at all at all mm. or do you feel like people because people are on their phones a lot different countries are different yeah they're filming stuff filming stuff which i've done i used to take like yeah. a, like a, an actual camera and I would film the whole thing for no reason. Have you ever, yeah, have you ever watched that? I back? have, actually. I mean, like, <laughs> damn, what an idiot. Audio yeah. quality so bad. Terrible. But, it, like, I relive the moment being like, wow, that's so cool. I yeah. like seeing them. Um, but I don't know. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it just me- depends on how much engagement you're getting. I feel like we do pretty well with people not taking their phones out. Yeah, but mostly it's when we play the hits. I guess that's. I mean, the mm-hmm. the, the people they know. Yes, then they come out sort of at the end. Mm-hmm. But during the start, when mm. there's more the songs, they don't know. Mm-hmm. They're a bit slower. The ballads mm. and stuff. I feel like we we do get an engagement, and people are cause sort of transfixed by the the audio visual. And what you all look like. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, and the band. I mean, and then you that's know, soaking so up the personality wonderful. of the band, and I think. Yeah, I feel like there's enough going on yeah, to like, for them to not check Reddit or Instagram yeah. for a bit, you know, for like half an hour or so, an hour. Because, uh, you know, the, the, those laws like Jack White like makes you put your phone into like Ziploc bags mm. and yeah. then lock them up. Mm-hmm. So you like disconnected, like mm-hmm. your limb is cut off, mm-hmm. and then he like <laughs> likes it when people are like sitting there shuffling, and w- he's like wants okay. you to watch him, sure. which I don't. I feel like it's problematic to mm-hmm. take that away, but there is. I think there's a middle ground. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. people shouldn't have their phones up the whole time. Yeah. But you can't expect them not to take out their phones, as you said, for like a hit song. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. gonna wanna send and, it and to their friend them, who likes that song too. It's like a, a valuable piece of document history history for you personally <laughs> it's true but he's jack white it seems like an eccentric kind of thing that he yeah, does yeah. he doesn't like double goodbyes if you heard that I, story no. like <laughs> like he doesn't yeah. if you say goodbye once and if you say goodbye to him again he's You're like, like banned he, he's like super angry i don't know what, what? source Where did you hear? what is your source comes, let's no, fact that, check that's coming to our band's consciousness over the past that is like, so yeah. funny we always joke about it because there's Have a lot of double goodbyes no are you uh, scared? scared? I mean, he's, oh, he's very talented. I'll yeah. give him that. I think, but he seems a little bit like a diva. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, he's super. I mean, his work is. Wait, double goodbyes. I'm now totally paranoid. I do like triple. They I'm, ha- I sometimes quite go a bit. for like four goodbyes. Yeah, they happen a lot in the new oh, industry. Have you met, though, any bands like other than Vampire Weekend, MGMT, and then some bands? Have you met anybody who has been an idol and given you some sort of advice? Like, meeting them or, or even just speaking to you about what they went through mm. has that happened like have you had much interaction with with your idols we met um Stephen Malkmus recently which is pretty bizarre um we were playing in London on the same night um so we couldn't go to his show so he couldn't come to his show oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> our show Are you sure? yeah um but he wanted to like get coffee with us like nearby so we are like, cool. Um, and then what? we went and hung out That's with him. Amazing. It was what did you ask him? He's like a god. He was like really chill. Yeah, um, I'm sure. And I, yeah. It was, we were kind of disconnecting because it was like, no way this is the person that we, like, we looked up to. Because yeah. if we were in that mindset, it would have like freaked us out. Totally. And I yeah. was freaked out at first, but then I was like, well, just, just a person. person. Exactly. So the two things are separate in my Did you get to ask him anything, like, about stuff, or were you just chatting? We are just, like, 
quite boring chit chat, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Which is quite nice. It as was well. really nice. Like, um, I have plans of like maybe going to college next year and stuff. And he oh, lives wow. in Portland, and I have a school that I'm interested in going to in Amazing. Portland. So I was like, hey, how's that school? And he was like, it's pretty good. I was like, cool. Um, yeah. I was like, you can babysit my kids if you want. And I'm like, cool. Okay. Yeah. So it was quite mundane. But I would, I'm interested in talking to more like reputable musicians like himself um, about, you know, just life being on the road. And yeah. Stuff. How long have you guys been touring for now? How long can you like quantify it? No, it's like we started in September last year, so we're a bit, what's it, November now? Thirteen, fourteen months or something, fifteen months. Do you have like a? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time. It feels longer than actually. Does it? Do uh, you? So maybe this is a pointed question, but do you enjoy it? Like I'm not. I don't. <laughs> it is a pointed question. <laughs> Sorry, I just no, feel. Don't I'm genuinely no. curious because yeah, every yeah, yeah. single person mm-hmm. I've spoken to, mm-hmm. whether for the podcast or not, mm-hmm. has a totally different experience yeah. mm-hmm. some find the studio the most yeah. boring place others find the road very stressful mm-hmm. because either they have dietary mm-hmm. requirements yeah. or they have an illness and they mm-hmm. can't be on the road or mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. so is it something that you like do you love it only when you're playing like is all the spaces mm-hmm. in between i think i love it and a I think my the the pros outweigh the cons for me because I don't have any, I don't have huge ties of like right. my wife, kids, okay, or anything. So, so you're I'm, free. I'm a free. Whereas I'm, I do. <laughs> I have a wife. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. And you're gonna go to college. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think maybe there's like a a spirit, a vagabond spirit deep in me that I enjoy. However, like I said, the pros outweigh the cons. There are def- it's definitely stressful, um, especially, but. If you just gotta make sure you have the um, the right techniques and methods to get you through, so that's interesting. Like I I, like, I like to go for runs in the morning. Like yes. That's, so and that's to get like, the energy uh, out. To get the energy, yeah, and and then to get my um, re- it kind of resets my yeah. mind. Get your head straight. Head straight, because I mean, also because touring, I tend to drink quite a bit. So like for me, I, if I'm drinking a lot, and then that. The run totally it's so busy. Wiped <laughs> out. It kind of burns yeah. off the alcohol, and that's what I've learned over time. Mm. But people who are touring like sound men and mm. lighting, they're all exercising, and mm. so it's, it's, that's a little trick, mm. a big trick. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it is quite, though. It sounds it like very normal, but it, it really normal, is a huge. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. But yeah, I find, I find myself having to like. Uh, Defend myself. I'm like, wait, why am I defending? It's like, it's awesome. I know. It's cool. But I'm like, I feel like I think I'm trying to like push it on people. I know. You know, I'm like, you know, it's cool. <laughs> Don't though. I think that yeah, it's wonderful. Exactly. You, everybody has their own tricks to mm. cope in general. I, I think mm. of even away from touring, just in life. That's life. We all anyway. have our little things. Like, so definitely. I don't know. I'm like very spongy. So sometimes... I need, like, after I do these things, I need, like, four days on my own, mm-hmm. you know, just to uh, be inside mm-hmm. as opposed to... Because sometimes the capacity needed to do a certain job is very high. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to, like, run it and burn it off. Other yeah. people, you know, do yoga. Other people sit and read. Mm. There's so many ways. Yeah. But do you think... Do you think that there's something about the group as well, the dynamic that helps you a little? 
is there something that like the fact that everybody gets along really well or maybe they don't I don't know but like the fact that you I think you do get along because I can hear your music and it sounds like you get along um so do you think that affects it at all yeah because the the band have been fr- uh, a lot of the members have been friends so there's like a right that's been there so it's like a foundation for it so strong foundations mm, mm. going into touring mm. but then i guess me and Aaron are sort of like um uh, the sort of the newest yes um uh, to join this kind of group and um so oh so they all know each other well they've they've or been flirting for like almost 10 years together yeah. oh wow yeah. and so Aaron's only been living with them for a you know, since we started touring, I guess. Or yeah. Like a couple of years or something. So but you said you have your own room, so at least you have some space. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or not, no space. No, I mean, it's a, it used to be the living room, and then I just, like, took it, basically. But, I don't know. Yeah. It's a decent room. It is a decent room. Come here, I, have, I live in a shoebox. <laughs> um, I mean, so do I. But that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. totally fine. And do you feel like your touring... I know that we chatted earlier about the different places that you get to see. Has there been a place that, other than Utrecht that you've loved to play mm. versus, you know, not so much love to visit, but love to play? Maybe because of the people, maybe just because it was a good show. Mm. It was there. Columbus, it? Ohio, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Why do you think? Well, it wasn't just the, the show, but the, the whole day. Me and I it's probably the best day on tour. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. When was this? I'm sad I missed that. And our US tour, mm-hmm. which was, you know, August? Was August, September, maybe? September, August, something like that. Yeah. And we went to a bookstore. We began mm-hmm. the day at a bookstore. And it was like, no, oh. we did a radio session. Remember? Oh, right. Ah. Okay, sorry. Did yeah, a radio okay. session. I've <laughs> learned that out. We did a radio session. And then I was like, are there any cool bookstores? Yeah. And then some of them recommended to us, like, this weird place called Book Loft which has, like, this really cute, huge garden. Mm. And it's, it's kind of hidden. Oh, and wow. you go into it, and it's, like, really densely packed, and then it's kind of like a, you're going through a maze. Yeah. And then each room is, like, its own genre. <gasps> and it has, like, music playing in each room that is fitting with the genre. No, so, like, in the horror what? section, it'd be playing, like, spooky music. Are you talking about a dream? It's what? so cool. It's honest. It felt like a dream wow. that day. There was, like, a cool bee outside. Remember that? And you, like, took, like, <laughs> took a an picture. Instagram story of the bee. Yeah, there was a cool bee. There was a cool yeah. fucking bee. Yeah. I'll, that's <laughs> another little, like, uh, side note. Yeah, just... Filming, what? filming nature. I've been into like just filming bits Great. of nature out when I go That's for running, wonderful. go to parks and like yeah. so documenting the. Oh, you gotta go to Cape Town. There's a white squirrel. Oh, Everybody oh, finds oh. the white squirrel. Okay. Yo, have you not been to South Africa yet? No. no. You guys would love to. You should try. Yeah. yeah. Have to make some calls. And there's amazing book. <laughs> yeah, make some calls. To, yeah. <laughs> Talk shop with me more. Um, <laughs> That sounds fucking great. And I always love going to places and going to the, either their bookstores mm-hmm. or their, like, movie houses, their cinemas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can I've been tell trying to do more of that. I try to do it, it especially yeah. in Chicago yeah. as well. Mm, bet, also, yeah. just ge- America in general have mm-hmm. really old theaters mm-hmm. that used Good to idea. be obviously mm-hmm. for pantomimes and what have you. Mm-hmm. And lately, Chicago's been having a lot of organists coming mm-hmm. and wow. playing tr- songs mm-hmm. to silent movies. Excellent. Which is like, I mean, what? there's no better way to spend your time, mm-hmm. I think. That's great, mm-hmm. yeah. Sit totally. and watching totally yeah, a screen. I mean, we should definitely do that more. It's kind of, you, that's the secrets of touring, right? I know. Like little places, 
I mean, sorry to bring Jack White up again, but I remember <laughs> seeing a documentary Double about him. Double the bag. He does, the, um, he does the, every bowling alley. That's his Oh, thing. yeah. So he goes and just bowls. And probably it's just him, like, getting stress relief. Mm-hmm. I just, like strikes and stuff it's yeah. true and some people go shopping like it was vintage shopping just to see because you can tell a lot about a place with their mm-hmm. bookstores and mm-hmm. their cinema and coffee shops and mm-hmm. things like that but sometimes it is nice to explore on your own but you don't get the you have to ask people for suggestions because yeah. you don't get the time mm-hmm. you know i really like just america in general so like touring wise i think it's my favorite place do you miss living there Oh yeah, every day. Do you, why don't you live there? Oh well, you may you may well, live there. Yeah, year. I mean, yeah, I will. Yep. What What do you love about America? And there I was shit talking America earlier. Why didn't you stop me? Oh well, no, it's uh, <laughs> I I like it because I I've always liked it because I did not like Japan and yeah. so America was like my happy place and it was kind of like uh, in Wizard of Oz, you know the whole. Like City of Oz, that was America when for me. When it goes from sepia to color. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, you know, America has to be this like exact opposite place of Japan, where everyone's just like, no one cares, and like having a good time, good food, yeah, great music, great movies, all of that. And then, so that's why I moved there basically, because I was so frustrated with living in Japan. I just like could not stand it. And I went. I had a great time. I also had a really shitty time, yeah. but even that included, I was, was just like, great. this is the fucking place. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, Americans really commit to things. Mm. Like, if it's an Irish bar, it's mm-hmm. re- it's, there's an Irish <laughs> owner, or mm-hmm. if it's a Mexican restaurant, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's, mm-hmm. they really commit to things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, bit, yeah, it's it's a, a very intense country. Do you, do you find, this is just side note, mm-hmm. maybe taking up our time for this, for this episode, but I mm-hmm. wanted, just on a personal note, mm-hmm. did you find making friends was an easy thing like how different was it to your culture that you oh in the states yeah do you find like it's hard to get to know people well i mm, or not i don't like people in general yes yeah relatable um but like but when i find some and i don't like like bringing my like self down to, in order to make friends or, like, to compromise. I, I really don't like making compromises a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and so I I, ex- I went to the States expecting that I would be going to, like, this really fancy boarding school with, like, really smart students yeah. that have really great taste in music. That was not the reality at all. It was, like, oh, mostly, no. like, public school students, oh. which was fine, and it yeah. was really cool. Some of them were super cool, mm. but a lot of them were boring because it's, like kind of boring town in yeah. Maine. Oh, yeah. Cool. I've never been there, but I know something has really a horse nice. there. It's really nice. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but so I wasn't super bothered about mm. making friends. I had like a few like it was actually much easier for me to make friends in the states, I think. I mm. think in Japan more it's more clicky in a lot of ways and mm. it's like if you're kind of a weirdo and an outcast in Japan, you're like absolutely yeah. shunned and you're like what's wrong with you even mm-hmm. like the weirder kids are like what's yeah, wrong with you really? you have to be like a certain type of weirdo that's like yeah. into animes <laughs> or whatever Ooh, but yes. yeah America great place would love to go there again what are you going to study next year if you mind me poking English and or American studies yeah wow yeah. That's, it's a very big time for you to be doing that. It is, yeah. and I might not even. I probably will because I need some time for myself. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'll go. I'm pretty sure I'll go. Do you think that what will happen to the band? Will you be able to do both? I think so. I mean, 
we're not gonna like release a record tomorrow or anything. That's unrealistic. You said you're doing new stuff though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... we're constantly working yeah. on stuff, and we most of the first record was done online, so we don't physically need to be together. In the space, yeah. Um, and I think we've you know grown a lot from all this touring that we've done and spending so much time together, and so I think. We'll, we'll definitely make a good record, even if we're not doing together. the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, everything. I think it'd be great for you to go to college and Thank it's going to be inform your writing, mm -hmm. your songwriting, your experiences. It's such a cool thing to do. Mm. So, uh, and I think, yeah, when it fits the writing stages of an album, mm -hmm. I mean, you need something else mm. as well, I think. You yeah. Can't you can't just focus on that. Mm -hmm. Although some I people mean, like maybe, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is. Um, because it's, it's a big band, so people are going to be working. Yeah, hard, that's going to be a natural. And you're just going to be doing. Mm -hmm. yeah, and if you thing. don't do it now, you'll be just wondering about it. Mm -hmm. So it's so much better to go and do it. Exactly. And then you get to go come back to the States. Yeah, exactly. So That's why I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> well, come live in Chicago. We I have a spare bedroom. Oh you're more God. than welcome. Hell and yeah. we're really cute puppy. Um, <laughs> I just invited you to my home. Cool. That's not weird. Not weird yeah, at all. <laughs> Does it? Oh, oh no, okay. no, I don't feel unique. <laughs> I don't feel unique at all. Um, so you're playing this evening. Yeah. Again, another pointed question. Mm -hmm. What is the best moment of performing for you that one moment is it the beginning because mm -hmm. i'm often not actually interested in the pre ritual mm -hmm. i'm more interested in what you do after a show which i think is quite interesting mm -hmm. i don't know maybe just to me mm -hmm. i know yeah. what you do because you need a run after that but <laughs> is there is there a moment that really makes you feel like this is exactly where i need to be this is this is this is my version of so home. if it's like a good crowd you know like sold out show packed venue yeah then i would go on stage and then look at the crowd of people and be like yeah but then when it's not and it's like a hundred or <laughs> yeah. so bored french people just staring <laughs> at us then i'd be like why uh, am i doing this again? yeah um so you, you, that validation helps. A yeah, little. definitely. Okay. Um, but then also, usually, I really love playing um, something for your mind. It's like I will never get bored of that song. And like other songs, I have become bored of yeah. some of them, obviously. Mm. But something for your mind is just like I feel so connected to it, and it's the first song that we ever wrote, and it still is amazing yeah, as I first so great heard vibe. it. So yeah, yeah, I love that's that. Best moment. How about you? I feel like because I dance around a lot, <laughs> yeah. quite a bit, uh, it gets to a point where I'm truly euphoric because the chemicals from mm. the, the crowd, yeah. my movement, mm. the music, and I'm doing like these dance moves that I'm sort of improvising, but then, and then some of the moves I'm like, it just lands, I feel graceful, like yeah. a ballet dancer, <laughs> and it just works like, in that moment I'm, I'm improvising, but also mm. getting everything right, and it, and I, those moments, I'm like, whoa, this is great. But is art? But some of the things are pre are choreographed, obviously, because yeah, you do of some of the moments that are choreographed. Yeah. Wait, who came up with that idea to do that? No, no, actually, no. Did you just start dancing? No, you wasn't me. The girls did the bulk of the choreography. They did the bulk of it, and I just kind of like yeah. added a few suggestions. But we've left a lot of space for our own individual. Yeah, so that you can feel your own music. I think that that's. Again, the crowd feels that mm -hmm. 
completely. Yeah. Do you think you'll carry on doing more choreographed things? I guess so. I mean, that's what... If it's working now. Yeah, it's become a, 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 I don't know if it's crucial, but a big element of the show is just having these three kind of wacky dancers. Totally. um, Singing and stuff. (laughs) And it's... Uh, but I don't know. I, I guess I mean I would love or I love to play a guitar. Mm. <laughs> that would be like. Oh, yeah. Have tour. you seen yeah. Have you seen Deerhoof, By the way, I have I not seen them, seen. but they're yeah. great. Yeah, that kind of unhinged. T- totally. Totally unhinged. Yeah. They could break it can snap at any, any second. Moment, mm. But that, <laughs> I love that. That is not true. It feels It feels like it. Now. Yeah. I, but I think their ones more so because they had. I don't know. I don't want to go into detail of our show, but <laughs> their one actually could be unhinged, and that, yeah. that's exciting, isn't it? When totally. You know that it can break. Mm-hmm. But I like those moments when I'm like, "Whoa, I'm in, uninhibited. Yeah, I could fail, I but I'm gonna that. go for it, mm-hmm. and I succeed." I, or I I'm think kind I do. of jealous because I feel like that's such a nice way to see your own art. People are so caught up in their heads about things, and to have that like freedom and confidence as well is really admirable. So oh, cool. I think that's really. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. You should do it. Well, I try. But, you know, it takes time. It's within comfort zones. It's like I'll push to a certain extent. Like I'll skydive, which I have done, but I'll never bungee jump. It's like there's always going to be like that one Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. that like I'll I'll take years to push to. But I love that you do that within your own performance as well. Mm. So we have to end off. But oh, it was that was really too short. <laughs> it was Sorry. really it was so long. It was like 48 minutes. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you. That was really fun. I'm mm. really excited to see your show later. Oh, oh yeah. Of cool. course. Oh, and yeah. I want to shoot cool. it as well. Hopefully, oh. if the other photographers are not dickheads, because mm-hmm. a lot of them are horrible. And well, I me. won't let that happen. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. Come right to me. I got your back. Good. Lastly, let's finish off with, um, is there a saying that you've heard maybe from your family, mm-hmm. like a phrase from where you're from, mm-hmm. or even just in the last few years that you've mm-hmm. heard that really uplifts you when things are a little bit low? You go. <laughs> yeah, my mom said re- recently, um, she said, it's like a Korean thing, like a folk yes. tale or parable or something. Um, if you just keep chucking stones into the water, gradually it'll pile up so high that it'll just it'll like transcend the mm. water. Mm. And I feel mm. like that's with any passion or craft or anything like art. Oh, just keep doing it, and then one day you'll it just pile up those something. rocks every day. Just throw the rocks in the in the ocean. And I thought that was I love that. Really cool. Yeah, my, my mom's full of those things. Oh, like, I love your mom. Very smart Ca- woman. That's in. That's wonderful. Yeah. And that's so encouraging as well. Yeah, yeah. No wonder you feel confident and have the freedom. Well, like, yeah, that's I have really a great mum. And I think yeah, that, I mean, that's that support sounds really important. Yeah, definitely. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. No problem. Do you have one? Yeah. Uh, when we played in Vancouver, we did an interview with Nardwar. Oh, my God. Yeah, which was so cool. <laughs> I and love then, him. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed. Um, He's amazing. I want because I'm I too am obsessed with yeah or just like everyone else so I the interview was like fun but yeah. I wanted to get to know Nardwar and yes. like talk to him and he was you know he stuck around for the show and he is came he a- Nardwar is he the same yeah oh my god no totally That's and so I, I was cool. like yeah this guy's just like fucking <laughs> yeah. weird and it's just him it's great um but. You know, I had the pleasure of talking to him after the show, and he was like, that was such an amazing show. It was, like, one of my favorites, and, like, that's so cool mm-hmm. that you're doing it. And I was like, hey, Nardwar, can you give me advice? Because there's so many – you've interviewed so many musicians mm-hmm. and so many yeah. people. What's yeah. What do I do not to burn out? Right. And he was like, hmm, 
But Arno, you've already made it. <laughs> Look at that bus you have outside. I don't have that. Yeah. You just played an amazing show mm. to a bunch of people in Vancouver, which are yeah. qu- quite stiff a lot of the times, and they still loved it. And they were cheering for you, and mm. you did it, Arno. You've made it. You made it, you made it, you made it. He kept saying that to me, wow. like, you made it. And hearing that from someone that I really admire, like Nardwar, because I, to me, he was like, one of the things that I mm. might end up doing because I wanted a career in music, yeah. regardless of what, it, what you, whether it was like yeah. making music or not. And he was telling me that he's always wanted to become a musician on his own, yeah. and he's still trying, but he's he hasn't reached my level yet mm. from his perspective. And I was like, that's so weird that you <laughs> yeah, think that because I'm famous. trying to be you right now. <laughs> yeah, I love that mutual. <laughs> and then mutual him telling me like, you did it, Orla. Yeah. I was like. You've made it. I guess so. And that lifts a lot of yeah. like weight from my shoulders in times of stress and stuff. So thank you, Nardwar. Yeah, and yeah. thanks for sharing that as well. I know it's a personal thing to ask, so no, I really it's cool. appreciate No, it, th- these longer think... interviews are cool because I get to talk about <laughs> actually, actually cool speak. stuff, not like, what does superorganism mean? I don't know. Go I to Wikipedia, no dumbass. <laughs> like, I don't know. Sorry, I got aggressive. No, but I it wasn't like it. It wasn't actually because you, you were still looking very sweet. So <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky in thank that. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs> um, okay, but thank you. I'm going to let you go. I'll Thanks see you so later. Bye. Bye. This Must Be The Gig is produced by Adam Kibble and we'd like to thank Billy Yost and the Kickback for our theme song, Rube and buy their music at thekickbackband.com. Lexi Frame for the artwork, Daniel Brater and Dean Berger for the additional sound design, and the Consequence Podcast Network, where you'll find a bunch of other amazing shows. listened this far why not go the extra mile and leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts your comments provide valuable feedback for us and it helps other people find us too for information on new episodes be sure to follow us on facebook twitter or instagram at tmbtgpod and generally just irritate everyone you know about the show thanks again and i miss you already Consequence Podcast Network.